soy sauce substitutes um and wait isn't that just like salt (laughs) no like that's the thing too like i'm not big on salt or anything like that so Mm -hmm. like it's i'm I'm on a hunt right now for a soy sauce you know uh a jace pretty much yeah what would that be um i don't know uh like a like because soy sauce is a very particular like I don't know what it is, right? It, they, that's what I'm saying. It's basically salt, but it's not. It's it's fermented soy. Yeah. Um. Well, like a, a lot of the substitute stuff are like fermented stuff, right? Which is mm, like okay. Yeah, it's problematic. Fermented yeah, cause stuff. Because like, it's it would, it would it's super fucking. It's like it's like you're throwing like a pound of salt on something. Yeah, that's what I mean, but but it's good though. I that's why I was like, how do I get through this meal without fucking soy sauce, dude? I had to I had to kind of use my um a gyoza sauce. You know, the little gyoza like you know, it's like um it's oh, like right. a soy yeah, sauce the- kind of, but a little sweeter. I think it has some kind of ginger or some shit to it. Mm-hmm. Um so I had to kind of use that, which is is different. So it's not the same. It's not like yeah, because then there's, I was thinking like teriyaki, but teriyaki's too like sweet. Yeah, it's too sweet. It's, so, yeah. do you know, like, you can use a Worcestershire sauce um, to like, as like a substitute because it's made of, really? yeah, because it's made of uh, fermented stuff. Like, isn't that like, isn't it too bitter? Yeah, I mean, it should be. It has vinegar and anchovies in it, you know? Yeah, Worcestershire is bitter. Like, soy sauce isn't bitter. It's like a. I don't know. It, it, it's not bitter. I can tell you that. And then there's this thing called fish sauce. Yeah. Yeah, which is like from it's krill and fish fermented in salt. Uh, fucking crab. And juice. I'm like, you know what? Like, I'm just gonna like make sure they add soy sauce next time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, don't be fucking around with experimenting. It, it, but at it's the wrong fucked time, up. Man. It's fucked up when I put like, hey, you know, extra soy sauce, please, you know, on the side. But I guess because I just squeezed the order in before the cutoff time for Seamless, they were kind of um, pissed off about that. Maybe because maybe they were wrapping up and shit. Because I no soy sauce. I got my I got my order pretty fucking fast. It was like twenty minutes. I'm like, holy shit. Oh yeah, they were. It's like off, I wasn't dude. ready for that. They, they were so angry making that shit. The, this fucking guy uh, fucking dude. ordered sushi. I know. <laughs> They're rolling that shit up mad quick. <laughs> Yo, they probably had their fucking. They probably had their Crocs off already. Had their sneakers on, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and they had their they had their aprons off and the little hats off already. Just watching some kind of news or some shit, smoking a cigarette outside or whatever. And they're like, hey, yeah. we just got a seamless order. And the guy's like, I fucking told you to adjust that time to like er- like earlier. <laughs> <laughs> you know what though like i'm pretty sure you weren't the only one i i think like i think new york it's there's a good bet that you were like one of five that ordered at the same time listen like but, it's not my fault that your cutoff time is uh you know 9 25 and not nine o'clock you know word so, dude <laughs> sorry you know because it said it said when I, when I was ordering it said oh you have seven minutes before they stop taking the, uh, orders and shit i'm like oh fuck let me place this order real quick <laughs> and they were like you know what fuck this guy let me not give him soy sauce so he can eat some dry ass sushi oh word but luckily the sushi was actually pretty good with that soy sauce so. yeah because like dry sushi could be pretty nasty no gross no um uh, but uh on the other hand, you know what's pretty nasty? Episode 23 of the official <laughs> Course Feed podcast, The Morgue. Uh, welcome, folks. Uh, and with me is uh, Nick Valdez of comicbook.com. Howdy, everybody. How you doing, Arturo? I'm doing good, man. Um, uh, recently, um, besides talking sushi and shit, we recently uh, saw Birds of Prey, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, we just wanted to talk a little bit about it because it was a pretty cool movie. Yeah, I, I dug it. Um, it it's a little it's a little weird in that first half. You you it reminded me of Deadpool. 
Yeah, you know, they, yeah, I did. They were really going for like the the fourth wall breaking. Like, here's how it really went down. But you know what though? Whatever. You know what though? That works with that kind of character. Yeah. You know, but I think. It was just trying to establish its tone, you know? Yeah. And I, my problem with it is it, it took a little too long to, to establish it. Like, uh, it's one of those things where um, uh, by the time she gets to, like, the, the prison sequence, like, I get it. So I'm like, okay. And then you find out that that's, like, another um, – or when she's shooting the beanbags and then they go back one more time. Yeah. Yeah, that's where I was like, okay, I get it, <laughs> but it's fine. Like that's it's a small gripe, honestly. Yeah, I had no problem with it, but I do understand the back and forth thing got a little annoying. I'm just all right. Let's continue. Yeah. I know where. Yeah, I uh, I get exactly what you're saying because it's yeah. Because like Act Two, Act Two is when it all streamlines together, and then then the story kicks in. And it's much better. But then before that, it's like playing around. And I'm like, okay. But you know what, though? I think it definitely had to kind of do that to separate itself from uh, Suicide Squad, right? Oh, yeah. There's a lot of work it had to do. Yeah. Because it's like, it's still a sequel to Suicide Squad. Exactly. Like, it's in the the universe, right? Like, uh, they they completely established it's the same Harley Quinn and all that. Yeah, it's it's the same one. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, because they even, like, uh, that, uh, man, I was like, it's hard to talk about it without, like, well, no, not, no spoilers on it for anybody who still wants to see it. I mean, um, you know. Yeah, it, it's, it's a solid movie, and it's pretty fun, especially towards, like, the second and third half. Like, uh, yeah, after you get past all that narrative stuff, then, like, once the action kicks in, it's good action, too. Dude, the action. The action is solid. I was um, yeah. impressed by Canary's first action sequence. Oh yeah, when she uh, just that little yeah, like in the alleyway, little, where she just yeah. does all this fucking like like martial arts, and I'm like, oh wait a minute, where did this come from? Yeah, that little back kick into the door. Yeah, like that was cool. That was really good. Um, I didn't expect that. That was it looked good too. It looked like the actress actually did pull it off herself you know it, it looked like a lot of them like a lot of the stunt work was like by them i right? wouldn't be surprised you know um being that they uh are good actresses and on top of that they were in this era where they're like you know what let's show these boys what we can do you know yeah like we're we're in the john like we're past the john wick era yeah. like it's if you're gonna do the action you gotta be keanu reeves about it you you have to be like 110 percent. otherwise yeah, like you can call that out. You're like, oh, that's not good looking. Yeah, you know, but I agree. And they did a great job. I think, man, like it was, it was a fun movie. It was a fun, was. entertaining movie. Um, it's getting a lot of slack because I guess uh, the box office numbers weren't up to par. Mm, um, yeah, but you know, it's I, but critically, it's you know, it's been lauded as being a solid entry in the DC right. universe. Yeah, I think I think the slack is mostly just like the same dudes who are like, oh, release the director's cut of Justice League. Oh, release like uh oh oh they're doing Batman, but like it's not you, you know what I mean? Like it's it's the same dudes who it, it's the dudes. Yeah, I, I, th- that's what it is. Like I that sucks though because this is like the, the project you need to support if you're a comic book absolutely. fan and a fan of comic book movies and just movies in general. This is one of the projects you need to support because we have seen what DC has put out when when it comes to you know its history. We know that Wonder Woman worked we know that aquaman was decent you know we know what didn't work um and this is a project especially because uh margot roby had a lot of passion behind it and mm-hmm. it feels like this is the movie she actually signed up for when she joined the whole dc universe yes. um and they worked hard on it and you can tell they definitely wanted to you know showcase the talent of all the women involved and it showed it was really good yeah it's it that's it was like a it, it, like how suicide squad is it like it's set up for like a harley quinn spinoff yeah like this this is a movie setting up like the birds of prey spinoff yeah I, which I is dope I'm, I'm looking forward to it i want it looking dude. forward like, to we, it we 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 didn't get enough of them i think that was the other thing uh like you i can say that without spoiling stuff too it's there's, there's not enough of them being together. All like no, it happens. All, all yeah, in, yeah, like yeah. it's all in the third act, and mm-hmm. yeah, by the time like 
then all together, like you were saying, it's already kind of almost the end of the movie, and you know it's about to climax, and uh, you know it's gonna be it. But uh, oh, but but it's good though. Yeah, that last little yeah, that whole that third act little, in the mm-hmm. in the booby trap, right? I think it's called the location or something yeah. like that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, that was awesome because it it had a feeling like a raid feeling to it, you know, mm-hmm. where it was like yo, it's us against all these fucking dudes. Um, and it was, it was well done. The action looked good. Like you can see everything, which was really cool. Like you can see all the action unfolding. It wasn't like shot tightly, like in, um, it's like a born movie. You know how they shot all, like all the yeah. action super tight. That, was- yeah, the action w- was really wide. So, so you saw a lot of it and it was, it, it was impressive. It looked really good. That's, that's true. There's no like shaky cam. Like it, it, it learned from the John Wick stuff. Yeah. Like here we go again. Like it. John Wick is all about that too, where it's like wide sequences and like taking in like because we I I don't know if we've ever talked about it on here. I think we had done it at GPM, but like a good fight scene is you need to know where everybody is at all times. Yeah, exactly. That yeah, that way you get a good grasp of like what they're doing, and this movie does that especially well. Like when they're all they're all on like a circular platform. Yeah, I was just gonna bring that part up too. Yeah, they're all like on a. Uh, like a carousel, like merry-go-round kind of thing where mm-hmm. there's, you know, adversaries coming all around in this a, a circular kind of room. And then you know where everybody is and where the – like who – Who's who and who has to kind of be visible in terms of kind of like where the story's going. You know, like, and if we're mm-hmm. not going to spoil anything, you know what I mean? So um, – yeah. but it was really well done. Like you saw all the action. Um, and as we were saying before, it looks like they did a lot of their stunt work, which is pretty cool. Yeah, I, I want to see more of a, I think, I forget what her name is. It's like Jer- Journey Smollett Bell, I think that's her name, as Black Canary. Dude, she, like, she was awesome. She's great. Yeah, she, she, she was awesome. Like, I don't know where she came from or what she's done before, but she was great. She was in Roll Bounce. <laughs> uh, was she really in Roll Bounce? Yeah. Oh, did, yeah like, that was a long time was, ago, though, right? Yes, she's one of those kid actors, dude. Like I, I've seen her in things. Like I remember seeing her things in, when I was growing up, and then she disappeared. But now, well, like, this it, is a good coming up party. I mean, a comeback party because mm-hmm. you know she was Absolutely. awesome, and I want and I, and I definitely wanted to see more of her. Hundred percent. Yeah, and uh, Mary Elizabeth Winstead as Huntress. She was or good. Like the, <laughs> yeah, or you know, you you understood what she was about like pretty quickly too. Yeah, like I I think that was good. Rosie Perez, she's also good. Yeah, but like as Montoya. Yeah, like it, there's a lot of good. There's a lot of good stuff in this movie. And uh, Ewan just, McGregor was good. I oh yeah, on top of that, yeah, Ewan McGregor. I liked. Uh, I liked how whimsical Black Mask was. How like how comic booky he was. You know what I mean? Oh, absolutely. It was great. He, he and then he was so good at like towing that line. You know, of like being menacing on a dime. Where he's just like it, it's it's all whimsical, and then he's like, "Well, like, then he gets all angry." Yeah, and then he like, kills somebody, right? <laughs> yeah. It's all whimsical, and then somebody dies. Yeah, and then like, dude, like, and then there's the scene with Saz, which I thought yeah. was also really well done. Um, it's it's the first time Saz has been this prominent in a DC universe movie because the last time. We saw Saz. He was on trial, I think, in the um, in the Nolan movies, and then he was some right. kind of like um, weird bald guy with a lot of scars and shit. Uh, um, we saw him in Batman Begins when the Arkham stuff blew up and the prisoners were kind of leaving. You saw Saz. Right. Um, so yeah. this is the first time Saz actually gets um, a pretty prominent role. Which in the in, in the comic books, he's fucking he's hardcore dude. He's like a, a legit serial killer kind of dude who you know. Uh, scars up his body for every kill he has so every scar he has is a kill if you think about it that's absolutely insane because he's all scarred up (laughs) um so he he was good in the movie he was really good as like this little henchman this little like um all up uh black mass ass kind of dude you know um yeah it was a nice little like they they had a really close relationship yeah the like it it was a it was a cool dynamic to see because i'm like Man, like they're really close to one another, but it's like they could also kill one another, like any any second. Like uh, I was, I was waiting for something like that too. Yeah, you know, absolutely. And it was, uh, he, he was legit the right hand man, right? Like he was like the right hand yeah. man, the 
consigliere kind of thing, you know what I mean? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but uh, that was really well done. And Blast Mask, uh, Black Mask was well done. Um, the action sequences were well done. The violence was well done. Oh, yeah. On top of that, I liked, we always uh, say like, yeah, we, good action movie violence. Absolutely. Yeah. Like when Harley Quinn jumped on that guy's legs. That was oh. great. Um, Dude, when uh, when she uh, when uh, they did the I, where she's in the factory, or I think, or what, or no, the the evidence locker, and she's hitting. It's slowing down, and she's hitting the dude in the legs. Yeah, she hits him twice. Yeah, and then so she like breaks it forwards and breaks it backwards. Yeah, that was really good. Oh, um, so good. And and then that uh, scene with Saz and Black Mask and that Japanese guy. Oh yeah. Like yeah. They didn't show a lot there, but just you knew what was going down and you were like, "Holy crap, this is great." Like you you're getting comic book stuff right on the screen. Um yeah. and this is the stuff that the comic books get away with. Like like the violence and all that cuz it's like, "Hey, it's comic book. There's a a comic book code and then there's an age thing mm-hmm. and all that junk blah blah blah." But now that like it's on screen in a rated R movie and they took full advantage of that rated R. Dude I'm looking forward to Suicide Squad now. Um, the one that James Gunn is Dude, doing. Dude, yeah, right? Because if this one, like, if this is any indication of what they're willing to do, same thing with Joker, right? Where it's like, it, it, this R rating, WB has been looking for the way to beat Marvel. That's so. what's up, though. I mean, um, this is a great transition. So um, I don't want to talk anymore about about uh, Harley Quinn. So because like I'm going to start spoiling shit. Um, yeah, I know. But, uh, it's this tough, is tough, right? This is a great segue um, as to um, DC beating Marvel, right? Um, mm-hmm. In terms of just overall critically acclaimed quality of movie, right? Mm-hmm. Like, okay, Joker, Oscar, it freaking got an Oscar, right? Uh, yeah. Heath Ledger's Joker got an Oscar, right? And mm-hmm. uh, you see everybody now comparing uh these epic avengers movies to these dc movies and they're like dude like if dc has t- two oscars in its hands right yeah dc dc has awards like, yeah, yeah they got awards they're getting critically acclaimed movies and, and rated r movies like what like the joker in terms of box office numbers made the most money for a rated r movie ever or something like that mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. that's dude that's Kind of nuts if you think about it, um, especially for a superhero movie. Rated R movies uh, usually do not tend to be superhero related movies. And right. Warner Brothers figured out that, hey, listen, like if we actually stay true to the source, you know, because the closer you are to the comic books, the more adult it gets, especially in D.C., you know, mm-hmm. um, in Marvel, it's a more a colorful affair, but in DC, shit gets dark. Um, and yeah. I think they realize, hey, listen, we can tell these really good stories. And by allowing these stories to be told, we can reel in good directors, good actors, right? Um, just yeah, a good filmmaker overall. Goes- it go. It all goes back to the Tim Burton Batman. Yes, you know Tim Tim Burton's Batman was like super. It's super dark. Yeah, but it's also super comic booky. Absolutely. So yeah, like it's it's they've been chasing that balance ever since. Even Tim Burton couldn't do it twice. You know, Batman Returns is like too comic booky. You know? Yeah, but it's and so good it, though. It, it is good because it Michelle Pfeiffer. Because Michelle Pfeiffer is really good in that movie. She yeah, she she's, she's she single handedly. Yes, like, I, I agree. She she definitely. Um, she elevates that movie big time. Absolutely. Because if, if it was just Penguin, you'd be like, okay, yeah, Danny DeVito, but there's not enough conflict there. There's yeah. not enough physical conflict. And they needed that physical conflict with Batman, you know, because, you know, Penguin doesn't pose a physical threat to Batman, you know. But yeah. but if, if you throw Catwoman in there, you throw that love interest and you throw, you know – a hot Michelle Pfeiffer in the nineties, dude. <laughs> like, you know, yeah, yeah. Michelle Pfeiffer in her prime, in her prime mm-hmm. with this crazy, mm-hmm. like with this awesome, iconic looking Catwoman suit. Forget about it. Yeah, forget All about right, it. But, so, but yeah, like they've been chasing that ever since, it, and now, now we're getting it. Like, so I, I hope, like you were saying, the box office was like disappointing, but I don't know. I feel like this is gonna be like it, word of mouth. And like you know, when it hits streaming, yeah, no, I agree. They're they're blaming it on the fact that uh, people don't know 
what Birds of Prey really is. Like the name mm-hmm. value of Birds of Prey isn't as much as Harley Quinn. So they're changing it now. They, they legit changed it. Like if you go on Fandango, I heard, or the, the Regal or whatever. Oh, AMC, right, right. They changed it to Harley Quinn, like Birds of Prey or some shit like that. So people know that this is a Harley Quinn movie. Uh, but like honestly, with all the marketing they've done, who doesn't know it's 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 it's, it's not a Harley Quinn. You know what I mean? Who doesn't know it, yeah. it's not a Harley Quinn movie? It's um, it's been fucking everywhere, and obviously we all know it's a Harley Quinn movie. With with that being said, let's talk about the Oscars a little bit. The Oscars just passed this past weekend, right? Good event. I liked it. I I think without the host. I liked how it flowed. Yeah, they do a little better without the host. People this- are saying like, "Oh no, the host needs to come back." I'm like, I don't think so because the host, like the host, the host is a segment is that is not needed in a in a whole show that is usually taken up by segments. You know, right? So why put a, another person to kind of introduce people when the people themselves can just come on and just f- make everything flow? I think it was pretty yeah. nice. Like it's just fixing the segments, you know. Yeah, that guy rapping about the jokes. We were like, that you know was I mean? that was he unnecessary. Was recapping, yeah, he was recapping the show, and I'm like, okay, this is obviously just filling time. Yeah, it but, is, but you don't need that because you're always going fucking over. Yeah, so, like, I was like why, why would you fill time? Thank you. And like, just, just give the people more time to talk if you want. To do I that would thank thank you. That's what they lacked at the end. They were, I guess, in a rush and they didn't let everyone kind of speak. So, but again, like there's these little segments as to why they're there. Honestly, my whole, my favorite presentation was with uh, Maya Rudolph and Kristen Wiig. Mm. Uh, that, that whole uh, a segment that they can act as well, you know, that was really fucking hilarious. But uh, Joaquin Phoenix won for the Joker, as I was saying. Yeah, he won Best Actor. Joker took that and uh, Best Original Score, I think it took. Which uh, which is good because the Joker does have like a good little. It's got good music yeah, behind it. I agree. Uh, but everything else that like, it got nominated for, I'm glad it didn't win because I was we we've talked about this in the show before where it's all performance like, I, based. Yeah, like it's really just him. You know, the rest of the movie's kind of yeah, you know, it's kind of trash. No, it's yeah. got a lot of problems. What'd you, <laughs> you think know? of um? What'd you think of his speech? <laughs> Oh yeah, I mean it's that's Joaquin Phoenix. So I was like, I was like, yeah, he's fucking, he's on some kind of drugs or something. He, no, he's just always been like that, yeah. right? Like, uh, what was the? Remember when he had that big breakdown, and then he, what was that movie he did after? Oh, it was like right after. It was like the one where something he, wish, yeah, wish you were here or we're still here, I think, or something like that. Yeah, yeah, and it was like you know him trying to come to grips with all that stuff, and you know, and. It was all very public, and it, it, I'm glad he still can act, but, like, he's probably a weird dude, to Yo, be completely honest. I thought <laughs> I had thought he had won one for Walk the Line. No, I think he got nominated, though, He right? did get nominated. I thought, I swore he won that. Yeah, he's been nominated for that. Uh, I thought he won for, like, Gladiator, at least. He, he like, was an, uh, a supporting actor. He was nominated, I believe, for that one. I think that's my favorite movie. He's he's such a fucking prick in that movie. <laughs> yeah, I really like Oh that my either. god. <laughs> fucking What was his name again? Oh dude, I don't even remember. Fuck, dude. Alright. That's just it's the problem with guys like Joaquin Phoenix, where I'm like, yeah, that's just Joaquin Phoenix. Like I like I liked him in her, but I was like, Yeah, this is Joaquin Phoenix. I don't remember the dude's actual name. You know? I don't remember the dude. Dude, yeah, name. because it seems like he can be that kind of person, you know? Yeah. Like that dickhead uh, uh, Emperor Jace, I'm going to call him, right? <laughs> uh, yeah. That fucker. What was his fucking name? But yeah, he was a <sighs> he was a piece of shit. He, so good. You know, he... Um, then, he then he cheated. Ah. He, he's like... Uh, <laughs> oh, my God. And then he, he fucking cheated at the end. And then he had some great lines, though, in that movie, man. He, he what a good was movie. Like, he's, he's like, um, oh... He said something like, "Oh, I killed her like a whore or some shit like that." It was, yeah. it, it was great. <laughs> what a good movie! Yeah, like, he, he. I'm glad he. If he hasn't won one, if he won one for this, I'm fine with it because yeah, the Joker is all him. Like I got no problems with that. If anything. hey, and if they're making part two, uh, I'm down for even more now. You know? Yeah, because like like uh, like we said in that episode too, the best part of it is when we actually get to see him as the, the Joker. Joker. Yeah, I don't care about so, Arthur Fleck. 
Give me more yeah, fucking, is, you know, Prince of Crime. Yeah, because yeah, it, it looks like like DC. One, that's from the comic books, though, too, right? Where DC does like a multiverse. Yeah. And then, you know, yeah. They're, they're not like a whole continuity anyway until like their crisis. And the TV shows did that, too. So it's like, why can't the movies do that? The movies can do their own little continuities, and I think everybody would be fine. Like, it was before all this Marvel shit, we were watching, like, all these Batmans and knew they were all different Batman. Dude, like, it's like I've said it before in the past. It's Warner Brothers in DC was trying to catch up to what Marvel was doing, but Marvel had everything planned out. Like, they had Mm -hmm. everything connected since day one. So that's different. You just can't do that. You you just can't up and do that. Without that kind of planning and preparation. And you can tell um, that they were very uh, meticulous with every detail um, that they wanted to portray on that screen. It was a big endeavor for them. And that's why you have to give them their kudos. But now they're in a spot where, you know, in a spot where it's it's unknown now what's going to happen because they yeah because they already they already finished their story exactly it's like we say like they blew their load blow you know they <laughs> legit blew their load and yeah they we they already used Captain America and Thor and Iron Man and the big names already they're they're already used already they're washed up now you know they're gone mm-hmm. Thor is the only one who's still going to be current and hopefully Hulk will show up maybe as well in the next Thor movie or something but like yeah other than and that they'll mm-hmm. they'll get the x-men but we already had like 10 years of X-Men yeah movies. you know like you know i had x-men i had fantastic four yet they were shitty but i still had my fantastic four right mm-hmm. like we still had all that stuff so now they're gonna be an interesting thing to watch but back to dc um it's uh they're on their way now with the rated R stuff. And like I mentioned, taking the risks in, with the mature storylines, they will get good actors and good filmmakers. And now oh, yeah. they, they got that Warner Brothers money. Yeah, like they're, Warner Brothers is the only company that can compete with Disney right now. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and they understand what their audience wants. And now the actors like we like they're like, oh, shit, like we can win an oscar portraying a superhero now it's possible you know yeah you're right so now you're gonna get more risk-taking in my opinion yeah because like think of joker joker has like um has robert de niro in it yes yeah like it that's kind of wild when you think about it that is kind of wild when you think about it it's true it has robert de niro in the movie um the actor who it's, played Joker is uh, is walking Phoenix. Walking yeah, Phoenix, right. who who fucking just who who was an Oscar nominated actor before joining right. up. Um, he won an Oscar for the Joker, and uh, now he's gonna do a sequel. You know, which is it's crazy. And you know, thank goodness uh, he actually lived to tell about it. You know. Oh uh, yeah, that's true. So that's great, man. Uh, Dude, I bet Jared Leto's heated, man. Yo, he's out doing Morbius. Joaquin <laughs> Phoenix won an Oscar, and then you got the Harley Quinn movie taken off. You know. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty good. I mean, it's what he deserves. You know, his, yeah. his, his interpretation of the Joker was fucking trash. I I don't know who yeah. to blame. If it was David, if it's David Ayer to blame, or if it's Jared Leto, or a little bit of both. But you know both parties are guilty honestly um because they allowed it to happen and the only good parts of that joker were the relationship parts with him and harley and especially the flashback when they're dancing in the tuxedo that was really good um the relationship stuff was cool with harley quinn um but it just sucks because it was leto you know and and leto honestly i have always had a dislike for leto um, because of Fight Club. Uh, and you know what? That's another actor, too. Even though he messed up, like, he's a, an Academy Award winner. Or did he win? I don't remember. Yeah. He won for Dallas Buyers he Club. Did I won, think he did. Yeah, right? He won supporting actor for, um, for Dallas Buyers Club. 
Yeah, like he's another one too. Like I don't like him either, but like that—that's another one. Yeah, where, like Marvel, we're always kind of surprised where it's like that. That Marvel pulled in like the last big one was like Angelina Jolie, like Selma Hayek. We're like, wow, these are big actors. But then Warner Brothers is like, no, like these are like legit, like fucking these are legit fucking award winning. Yeah, actors it's over like here. yeah, you got names that can make box office numbers, but yeah. we have the actors that can bring home the gold. You know? Yeah, like one of these days we're gonna get a movie with fucking Daniel Day Lewis in it. You know, one of these fucking Yo, like, I don't imagine, know. Like imagine Daniel Day Lewis, dude, as, as like, like a, as Alfred. Ooh, or no, bring him in as like Hugo Strange. No, no, we need a, yo, we need Daniel Day Lewis as fucking Raj Agul. Oh, fucking wow. like you know why we didn't we didn't get a proper Raja Ghoul with Liam Neeson. Right. We You're we right. did not. We got a Raja Ghoul of Jays. Um yeah. because it was they didn't do it right. Like I get the angle they took uh, because it, it was that more grounded approach that the Nolan yeah, universe. Yeah, but has. now now that it's cool to do fucking comic book shit, let's do but it. But you need yeah, the Lazarus right. Pit Raja Ghoul. You know what I mean? Yeah. You need this dude who's fucking trained in all this martial arts and sorcery and shit like that to fucking take down Gotham, you know, the proper comic book way. And Daniel Day-Lewis would be awesome. Imagine the method acting he'd be doing over there. He'd have the sweetest Uh. fucking little Fu Manchu little beard shit, right? (laughs) Yeah, that's what I mean. Like, he'd be really good. Like, that's what I'm saying. Just, like, as a random-ass example, but, like, Warner Brothers could do it. And... And you're right. Now that there's a, a legit Oscar winner playing one of these characters, then they're, they're going to look at it twice and be like, hmm, do I want to do this fucking Booster Gold movie? Okay, let's do it. Uh, you know? Let's slow it down a little <laughs> bit with Booster Gold. <laughs> let's reel it in a little bit. Uh, but I like where your head is on that one. But um, Booster Gold and the Blue Beetle movie, right? If, any, if anything, if they can make that in like maybe in that DC universe show, show yeah. or something. Hey, I you agree. know what? The but there was a comic book arc with Booster Gold and Blue Beetle though, because they were like these B heroes. Um, yeah, that, that, that was the whole gimmick about the thing. It's like, oh, we're B heroes, right? But then you know we're called upon to kind of you know be part of this bigger picture when Justice League is fucking like tied up in some shit. It's up to us, the B heroes, to kind of save the day. It was pretty cool. It was a it was a cool arc. You got a bit more respect for those heroes, <laughs> which is cool because that's where you, you can take those risks. Like people like Deadpool, for example, right? Like he's mm-hmm. he's a B hero, honestly. He became an A hero because of of just I guess the popularity, but like in terms of the status levels that we're talking about in Marvel, especially, um, he's in B level, honestly. Uh, I'm not sure yeah. if you agree with that. Um, yeah, because like even like uh, now that they're, I think they're, they're even, I think they confirmed or Ryan Reynolds confirmed that they're going to produce a movie with Marvel. But that's the other thing too. Like, are they going to keep it rated R? Are they going to tone it down? Like, is it going to be. You know, because he isn't a big player of the Marvel Universe. So, like, how is Deadpool going to play it? You know, how how are they going to play these movies? Um, if anything, it'll be like Deadpool 2 where they acknowledge that there's other characters there. Yeah. But just, like, you know, he's going to make fun of it. But and, that's also the beauty of Warner Brothers where they're not tied down to this code of not having R-rated yeah. movies, you know? Um, yeah. And they can, like we mentioned before, like you said, they have... You know, they are financially capable to compete with Disney and they can um, and they can take those risks and they can pull out fucking radar movies here and there. And then they can give you Wonder Woman 84 in the summertime and make up the money they lost for that risk. You know? Yeah. Uh, What's a what's an R rated hero that you think DC could do? um, Yeah. uh, oh, uh, you can do anything from Vertigo. You can do Hellblazer, right? Constantine, mm-hmm. right? Like oh. if if you want to do s- something R-rated, Constantine, right? Um, wait, damn, bring Keanu Reeves back, dude. It wasn't it. Uh, V for Vendetta R-rated as well, right? Oh, right, yeah, yeah, that's Vertigo, right? Watchmen was R-rated, right? Oh yeah, see, they've already been doing it. Wait, okay. wait, was that, was Watchmen R-rated? No. Yeah. Was it? Yeah, it was. Because you got a dick in that. Oh, yeah. You did get a dick in and a sex scene in a plane. That was a great one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, so, yeah. So, 
we have the past here that we have a history of good rated R movies under the umbrella of Warner Brothers, so they'll be just fine. Oh yeah, what other hero? Um, I think Constantine it should be brought back. Uh, R rated. I have. Dude. I had. I honestly, I'm a fan of Constantine. The the, the of the movie with Keanu Reeves. I think it's a solid it's movie. It's a good. Yeah, it's a good movie. Um, and I would love to see Keanu Reeves back. Hell yeah, it's Constantine now with the long hair and the beard now, bro. Fuck yeah, because yeah, like I know Disney was talking to him, but like I don't see anybody like that he could be. You know, it's it's this thing where it's like, and then they were talking about snatching up Christian Bale. I think there were reports of that too. Well, right? like, isn't he in talks uh, to, to be in Thor? Right? Oh, right. That's what it was. Right? Yeah, I think that's what it is. He's um in talks to be, I think, a villain in the Thor movie. That might be fun. He he's earned like his easy Marvel paycheck. Yeah. He's earned it. Yeah, listen, that's crazy though. Like you, you got Batman. Uh, yeah, that's right? true. Batman is the is a Thor villain. Batman's yeah. a Thor villain now. Um, I hope that that goes well. Um, I got faith in that project because Ateka Watiti's doing it. Yeah. So he he won for uh, Jojo Rabbit. Yeah, he did he win the... for Jojo Rabbit. And good for him, man. He writes good shit. Yeah, that movie's alright. I haven't seen Jojo Rabbit. I just I'm glad he won it because I know, yeah. Like to me, honestly, that's an Oscar for what we do in the shadows and for Thor. Yeah, it's a legacy win. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Um, yeah. Just for the good stuff that he's written in the past, that honestly, like, deserves credit. So that's great, and he deserves an Oscar just because he made Thor Ragnarok and kind of rebooted a whole fucking character. That That's that true. is still around now because it was so good. They were like, "Fuck it, we gotta bring it back for a part four, right?" Dude, it was Thor and the Hulk. Yeah, like, like he, he fixed two characters in one go. You didn't get that with Captain America. Like Captain America and Iron Man didn't get their part fours. They got their their extra movies with Avengers, but Thor got another fucking sequel. That's how right. crazy um, that reboot uh, was for Thor Ragnarok, and he deserves that shit. And if if um, that theme and that vibe continues, I think that I think Marvel will be good. You know, I think if anything, they should have the Russos and Taika Waititi locked up and and throw them some fucking bags of cash and, yeah, and kind of like- work together to kind of guide this next phase of avengers into this this new this new era you know what i mean yeah because if we're lucky disney and marvel keep doing the colorful comic book shit and then dc will do like the darker shit yeah and and then we'll get the best of both worlds because we're not going to be sitting here going oh i don't want to watch that it's a dc movie i know like give me dark stories give me colorful stories just or like birds of prey give me both of them you give me, give me all of it. On, uh, and then on, just to before I forget, on a little bit of horror news. Supposedly, Sam Raimi is in talks to direct Doctor Strange Part Two, right? Right. Yes. Uh, is that a good? Is that I mean, is that like officially him in talks to direct like a go, or is it like a rumor? No, no, he's officially in talks. So it's not a it's not a confirm because they the way in talks works is like we've we've seen it before where it's like you know uh, it could be like it could be a lock but then like a couple months down the line it'll be like no they, he passed on it so but Sam Raimi's been wanting to work with Marvel for a minute I mean and, you know, ever he, ever since the Spider Man stuff like he he basically started these Marvel movies so <laughs> I agree and you know what's funny though like f- to his credit he never. Re- he was rushed to do Spider-Man 3. He didn't want mm-hmm. to do Spider-Man 3 right away. He wanted to do some other endeavor, but he was rushed to do it because Part 2 did so well. Because honestly, Spider-Man 2 is still one of the best ones um, right. in the whole like Marvel lineup. Um, but uh, he was rushed to do Part 3, which sucks because imagine what he would have done with a Part 3 if they would have just given him the time. You see, I don't understand like studios. Like, hey, listen... Sony, like, he gave you a successful part one and an even more successful part two, right? Give him the fucking time to give you, a, like, a quality part three. They just knew that the minute part three would come out, that money would start flowing in. But they took the wrong approach and kind of, unfortunately, gave this really good filmmaker, you know, a, a fucking a sour note on his resume you know right yeah it's it's the thing where uh it's disney's problem too now where it's like he he, i guess they're maybe they're treating the creators better because taika's still there and you know um 
But we lost Edgar Wright. We could have had an Edgar Wright Ant-Man movie. That would be special. And Doctor Strange 2, we lost Scott Derrickson. But, like, the only thing Scott Derrickson did that was, like, horror-based before that was Sinister. Yeah. And, I mean, and I'm sure Doctor Strange 2 would have been good. But, like, Sam Raimi's got, like, the horror and the comic book stuff. Yeah. So, so if anybody knows... Yeah. uh, But also... Yeah, if anybody can do it well and can do it justice, I agree. Uh, Sam Raimi's a guy, but also back to Scott Derrickson. Like part one of Doctor Strange was all right. I mean, it's nothing to fucking yeah. call home about. I mean, the the most notable part of that movie was when he was in that parallel world um uh, uh with the bad guy i forgot what the fucking yeah it's it's the dormammu i came to bargain yes like it, exactly it. that was the best part of the movie because because it was so colorful and just kind of clever and it worked well with it but everything else was kind of forgettable um and you can't have that now after mm-hmm. you like we mentioned before after you just fucking totally creamed over everybody Right, and you blew your entire load on your, you know, mm. top tier guys, <laughs> you know, mm. and you killed off Black Widow, right? Which at least you could have guided over to the next level of of Avengers if she was still alive. It would have been an easy guide over because she's she's not gonna do anything else. Come on, right? Yeah, Black Widow would have just been the leader. Like, like, I mean, I guess they're gonna take Hawkeye and bring him over, right? It's so it's so lame because then yeah. like then they do a Black Widow movie. And you're like, what are you doing? You killed her. You just like, killed just, her because that would have yeah. been big to get her, more hype from her to be leading the Avengers, being yeah. being the veteran out of all of them. You know, like imagine an Avengers with just like her, Thor, right, Hulk. Mm-hmm. Like who else is left? Just pick up yeah, the pieces, like, dude. Sc- yeah, just whatever whatever heroes they want to throw in there. But no like Cap and no Iron Man, right? Yeah. None of the big and, two. Yeah, you're right, because Scarlett Johansson would have just been the center of it all. Yeah, but. dude, because it, it, you know what it is? Because, all right, so let's say, um, what, uh, Iron Man would have been The Rock, right? And then... Mm-hmm. Captain America would have been stone cold, right? But then after they, <laughs> yeah. but then after they left, you have Black Widow, who would have eventually become Triple H, right? Yeah, Yo, you're right. Taking over She's... the whole fucking place, dude. You're right. Especially you're after right. this movie, which I hope her movie is good. It looks kind of cool. You got some good talent in it. You got Rachel Weisz. You got Florence Pugh. You got um, mm-hmm. uh, you David got Hopper, Harbor. right? I call him Hopper. Yeah. No, he's Hopper now. Forever. Oh yeah, that's Hopper. He's forever yeah. Hopper. Um, because he was nobody before Hopper. <laughs> Uh, so Hopper plays, uh, I forgot what his fucking name was. He's like a, he's some Russian Captain America. Something Crimson, right? Some shit like that, right? Some shit, yeah. Um, but it's cool. You got some talent there. The action looks pretty legit, but it sucks that they had to put it out after she died. Like, it took her death for you to actually make a fucking solo movie out of her, dude. It sucks. Like, I... It, that sucks. <laughs> it's right? Such a, it's such a bummer because Scarlett Johansson keeps getting nominated for awards and shit. And I'm like, yeah, Marvel did her dirty. They really like, did. Like, we never we never got, like, a full Black Widow story either. No, you didn't. But it was stupid. You got Captain Marvel for nothing. Like, yeah. the only reason you needed Captain Marvel in this universe was for her to come out during Endgame and just blow up that ship that was going to just missile the whole fucking, like, yeah, location. Yeah, right. You know, it's just, it, it was an obvious studio play because they were like, "Oh shit, we're already three phases in, and we don't have like a like a, a superheroine yet." And it, but like, you had Black, Black Widow, Widow was, though, right? Yeah, word. We should have got a Black Widow movie before like Iron Man two, if any, or no, Iron Man two is when we first saw. Yes, Iron Man so, two like, was maybe, when we first saw. Maybe like before like Thor two, we should have got like a Black Widow movie. It, we, if it that, been if that, like maybe after Civil War. Right. Yeah, you know what? Yeah, you're right. Because after Black Civil Widow War, happened. because supposedly this movie is is what happened after Civil War, I think, right? Yeah. See, there we go. Because we, we're missing, it, we're missing that whole fucking gap, dude. We because remember we missed like the post Civil War until uh, what was it? Fucking Infinity. We 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 missed like three, four years or some shit. Like yeah. That. Because we got what black Panther, right? Yeah. Um, we got, yeah. Like it, it, we got a bunch of these other characters that they wanted to add before the fucking shit popped off. And yeah, it, you're right. The captain Marvel ended up just doing nothing. So, Hmm. Look, 
I, the, the movie was fine too. It, like it wasn't even like a great movie. On top of that, like I would have been fine if Captain Marvel was like super good. Yeah, but it wasn't. It was it, <laughs> it was pretty forgettable actually. Ho- yeah. I, I'm curious to see what they do with the sequel for that. Yeah, man. Enough about Marvel and shit. Let's uh, talk yeah, about, let's talk about uh, good movies. Dude. A good movie that actually like got mad fucking awards, right? Yes. Um, Parasite, uh, the Korean film from uh, was it Bong Jo Hoon, right? Yeah, uh, Bong Joon Ho. Bong yeah. Joon Ho almost had it. Great fucking movie. Yes, Parasite. Yeah, it won. What did it win? It won like original screenplay. It won original screenplay, best foreign feature, best director, and best feature. God, it cleaned up. Yeah, like, it, just, it got oof. all the good stuff. Yes, um, yes, all the ones that mattered, pretty much in terms yeah, of. Yeah, it like, didn't get any of the acting ones. No, yeah, right. which is fine, but like you got the director and the film, both foreign and overall. That's true. Which is yeah. fucking what the last time that happened? I think it was a what that Life is Beautiful movie. Yeah, that I didn't even I, see. Yeah, you're right. It's woof. Yeah, it's been a minute. Right? Like, I think that was the last one that won Best Foreign and Best Overall Picture. Um, I could be mistaken. but Yeah, uh, if even that, dude, like, it's still a huge accomplishment. Absolutely. And and it's wild, too, because, like, there's a lot of weird shit between, like, you know, the Oscars. It's like this super glamorous, like, super rich people kind of party. Yeah. And the movie's about, like anti-rich shit anti like class like fucking separation and like it's it's all about like yo like this is really hurting the fucking like these poor people are hurting each other you know and it's it there's a lot of wild shit going on in parasite and it's pretty funny like in retrospect seeing the oscars like award it so much it's like ah you're kind of like it's like yeah you're this right movie's about, about you guys it's <laughs> like this movie's about you guys and it's like this family is doing this crazy shit because of you guys <laughs> yeah, yeah but it's oh, not man. so the movie follows a family right who pretty much mm-hmm. swindles their way into becoming the assistants and drivers and tutors and stuff like that and, and cleaning ladies of um of this rich family, right? Um mm-hmm. and, and it's a heck of a fucking story, man. It's so tight too. Yes. Like uh it, the movie's like I think like over two hours, but you don't feel it. Like that's the other no, thing. I don't it just I, I didn't feel it. It at just all. fucking flows like water, dude. Um yeah. it's very tightly written as you said and the guy deserves best director because there was a lot of information in that movie especially like it like in subtitles and stuff and with mm-hmm. and there was a lot of information like foreign language information that you had to kind of process right and then there was mm-hmm. a lot of characters and stories behind those characters that you had to process and everything was put together in a way where like you didn't even like, dude. It was like you were watching an episode of Fresh Prince of Bel Air. You know, I was like, oh, you know, everything was just so easily digestible. Um, yes, and, and it's because of the way everything was just put together. And if if it wasn't put together well, it would have been a complete fucking disaster because you needed everything to be to fit precisely um you're right yeah precisely the way it did in that movie um and just just scenes that have tension in it for instance like the scene where they're all like when the family comes home from the camping trip too fucking early right Mm -hmm. and you're like oh my god you knew in the back of your head that might happen because it was fucking raining outside right and these guys Mm -hmm. were just chilling fucking you know hanging out pretending this was their house and shit and like there was a part there that was kind of kind of a heartwarming thing as the whole family was looking out that whole big patio, you know, screen door or whatever um, into the backyard. Just being there together as a family was kind of um, a whole other layer of that movie. Um, and just that scene. Yeah, because yeah. you're right, because they, they, they are essentially the villains, uh, quote unquote, the villains of the movie. Yes, they are. You know, they, 100%. They are t- like they're not but that's the thing they're not terrible people no. they just like it, it's like this the, their situation they're being so fucking poor you know it, it's made them do these terrible things and when you see them finally relaxing and free of that shit like you're saying like it's such like a 
it's such a heartwarming moment yeah. that reminds you it's like oh this is why i like these people yeah exactly because you're like holy shit like you know they're finally getting a taste of some kind of you know decent quality life you know mm-hmm. um in comparison to where they live in like a, a subterranean basement that the basement it's it's not even a full basement um yeah and it, it's flooded in the big flood that happens when that rains that same night um but uh but yeah so there's that other layer of family stuff that we were just mentioning and then th- there's a layer of tension that gets overlaid on that same sequence when the family gets home too early and and they have to hide under this fucking table because the kid wants to go camping outside remember that shit and now mm-hmm. they're just stuck under this table and you're like you're your heart's totally like fucking race. Like, oh my God, they can get caught any moment. And, and you're sold. Like, yes, they are the villains of this movie and they cause, they, they are the catalyst to everything that happens here. But you are in line with them in terms of who you're rooting for in this movie. Um, yeah, yeah, exactly. So everyone, yeah, yeah, everyone else is like, fuck these other people around them because it, it, this movie begins to show you, yeah, these people are doing what they're doing because the people at this other level are like this, you know? Yeah. It's, it's wild. Cause like it, it shows like, uh, you know, this money kind of fucks everybody up, you know, cause the, the, the rich families, like it, they, you know, they're naive. They're, they're super rude. They're like detached. Super and, like, detached. You know, yeah. Yeah. And like, and then with this, this main family, they, you know, as soon as they get a taste of it, and as soon as they find out that they ha- there are people who have it worse than they are, then they treat them like shit. Yeah. You know, it, it's like, it, it, it's just a constant cycle that it's like, it's, it, it's, it, it's one of those things where it, it highlights the system around them. Yeah. All within, and that's a greater message on top of this tiny little story, because it's all this story within this one house, and it's... And as soon as oh man, it's like hijinks at first, like it's kind of cartoony. Yeah, you know the the way they all work their way in, and it's fun. Yeah, it was very, yeah, like, it, it, it was very um, Ocean's Eleven, right? Yeah, yeah, and then but when it when it fucking takes that turn, there's a there's a moment where it takes a turn and where it's like it gets really real, and you're like oh shit, and then it all comes crashing down. And you're like wait, this is like this whole fucking thing. That's this whole oppressive thing on top of them. And it's what a good movie. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. it's a great like, movie. What a what a like. Um, I think I think like the actors don't get a lot of the recognition because it it does feel like it's a director's movie. You know, because there's a lot that like you, you were saying like he it's it's told through like his camera work. Yeah, and like the the way he like sets things up, like um like the montage specifically where it's like they're all working their way in. There's a lot of like repeated, like, um, not repeated shots, but like, uh, there's a lot of stuff that like parallels one another. Like, it's like when, um, man, I'm trying to think of like, a, oh, when he's squirting the hot sauce, right? Yeah. It shows, it shows them squirting the hot sauce on like the pizza. And then like a couple minutes later, it's squirting the hot sauce in the same way on that t- little rag. And it's stuff like that where it's like, it's really, it's, that's a, like, it's, it's the film buff kind of like you like a movie, you know? Yeah, like it is, but it, it's not so pretentious you, about it. Yes, yes. You know? this, this, that's per, that's perfectly it, Arturo. It's it's not pretentious, but it also has the stuff you could dig into as like a Yeah, as it a has a good buff. fucking yeah. story, unlike Lighthouse, which is like <laughs> all pretentious and the story's yeah. trash. You know, like, yeah. I don't mind a film buff movie, but give me a good story to follow with all this fancy camera work and shit. You know what I mean? Um, but with Parasite, it's, it's exactly what we get. We get um, a story about three different families, right? I'm not going to spoil anything, but there mm-hmm. are three different families involved. Um, and it's how everyone's connected at the end and how everyone treats each other. And the ending of the movie is fucking wild. That garden party's crazy. Um, yeah, like when it all pops off, it's it it kind of reminds you like this is you know, especially that little that last scene too, where it just it, it reminds you that this is the the real world. Yes, you know. Yeah, exactly. You, you had all that wacky shit happening, but no, this all has consequences. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, and then it has good gore in it as well. It's not. It's oh, it, yeah. it's all at the end. Um, it's all in the third act. 
pretty much. Um, it has some very good, like, you know, just body stuff going on. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's awesome. And then just like you mentioned, like the ending is it, it's, it's not a bleak ending, but it's not a happy ending either, you know? Um, and there, there are consequences to the stuff that happens with the characters and they do tease you in the movie as well with some stuff. But then like at the end of the day, you know, it's real life and this is what happens. Like, um, it's like back in, yeah, it's, a, it's like back in a basement again. You know what I mean? <laughs> exactly. It's still one of those movies that makes at the end, you're like, fuck. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and you know, when a movie makes you do that, it's, it's a good experience. Like, uh, I, I like, it's good and it's crazy you know um a lot of people don't watch these foreign films like you and i included i'll say that straight out no like uh, you know i don't watch a lot of foreign films because you know it's a subtitle thing and it's a subtitle thing and and just an attention thing you know Um, exactly it's not like i have a short attention span but if you are speaking like a different language and i have to both pay attention to the visuals and these words in the bottom of the screen and then try and connect them together um, in a, a quick way to assess everything at the same time it's a little it's a little daunting you know what I mean um, but every once in a while um, you have a train to Busan or you have a parasite or you have um, some of these like the, raid. the raid the raid or you have like uh, some of these awesome French movies that I love like Inside and Martyrs um, you get those movies and you know they are worth it because usually it's it's a well written film that can attract your attention in every kind of way and Parasite is that movie um, and as we mentioned it is a little bit over two hours but the pacing is actually fantastic and everything gets absorbed pretty quickly because the minute like it, it is a little slow at first honestly I have to admit, it is a little bit slow at first, but then once the ball gets rolling, like once the guy gets, uh, you know. Yeah, once the first person gets into the house. Yeah, once yeah. the buddy replaces the tutor, right? Because, it, you know, you know, the gist of it is pretty much this guy's friend says, hey, listen, I have to go abroad for a little bit. Can you stand in for me and tutor this girl? So once that guy is in, then you kind of begin to get fully vested in the movie and realize oh shit this is this is what's going on and how it's going to roll and then when you get exposed to all the characters you're like okay i like these characters and then those characters create characters for themselves in the movie too which is pretty mm-hmm. like kind of interesting especially how the sister is like a, a total like dickhead <laughs> yeah like uh was it uh jessica yeah the, was it yeah jessica, jessica yeah only child illinois chicago yeah i think that was like the famous thing yeah where she's doing that little jingle before the doorbell yeah that was yeah. really good and she was like a total dickhead like oh no these these art lessons have to be without the parent <laughs> yeah <laughs> and then she's like she's explaining it afterwards she's like yeah i just googled like some fucking yeah. art there yeah, because like, he was supposed to be an art therapist and shit. That was, uh, yeah. Yeah, that was pretty good. Um, Dude, good shit. Yeah, so um, highly recommend watching that. Uh, and uh, and that's it, folks. Just a little chit chat <laughs> about uh, you know the Oscars and some superhero stuff. And um, oh, because yeah, horror horror was kind of lacking. Yeah, it's like, been lacking. I mean, the Lodge was available, but you know, like I said, I'm not trekking it to other boroughs, man. Especially. If it's a movie yeah, I don't know anything about. You, you'll you check it out when it's on digital. Yeah, when know? it's on VOD. <laughs> when it's on VOD, you know, you'll you know, yeah. you'll hear about it. But um, it was a slow week in horror. We did get that Sam Raimi news, which was pretty cool. So hopefully that turns out to be, you know, the case. Because if you get movies like Evil Dead and uh, what is it? Evil Dead 2, Army of Darkness, From Hell right um oh, yeah, and then i'm uh, sorry drag me to hell drag me, drag to, me hell, to hell right? i'm sorry drag me to hell uh which was dope i think was a good movie the dude has spunk man and i don't think yeah. he's made anything ever since spider-man 3 right oh no yeah because he dragged me to hell was after that yeah was that after spider-man 3 or before yeah. spider-man 3 yeah it was right like i'm i'm pretty com- wait i don't know but or was he just like producing after that then right I, like he yeah he helped produce that evil dead remake and stuff like that yeah i don't think he's done anything movie wise in terms of actual being like a director in anything recent um so right. i'm hoping that hits 
for him because that'd be dope uh, i think uh especially a character like dr strange you could do some wicked shit like you know army of darkness kind of shit you know you can do some wild shit and i think he can and it's it a it's a it's a multiverse movie so like you know it would be fucking amazing if they somehow figure out the licensing to get us like a toby Maguire cameo don't even like or you know we're getting a if if sam raimi directs it we are getting a bruce campbell in the fucking marvel universe but like we Toby Maguire Spider Man show up somewhere. It's over. It's done. It's done. I like what I'm reading too. I'm reading now that uh, Sam Raimi might be uh, in line to make a reboot of The Bride of Frankenstein. Cool. Okay. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Yeah. Because after, well, yeah, after Drag Me to Hell, he did uh, Oz. The, you remember that Oz movie with James Franco? Oh no, I didn't watch it. Yeah, it was. It was a movie. It was. It, cer- it was a thing he did. It was certainly a movie that existed. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, oh, one last thing. Uh, so the, the actor who plays, like, uh, the Michael Myers, like, the actual guy, yeah. like, the stunt guy, he, he said the, the kills are gnarlier in fucking Halloween Kills. Oh, I can't wait. Yeah, like, he, he, used, a, he used a different word. I forgot the, the word he used for it. But he basically is like, yo, these, these kills are getting fucking getting gorier so i'm like dope okay good that's good news um let's see what happens we have uh months to go before october yeah let's uh let's see what happens next week man we'll see you guys next week again thanks for joining us uh this is episode 23 of uh the official course we podcast the morgue and uh with me is uh, my man Nick Valdez of comicbook.com. I am Arturo Padilla, that guy behind the face. Uh, don't forget to check out uh, the socials Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. We're all on there. Um, and thank you for Mr. Big Glamorowski. Uh, thanks for the, the intro song, and we appreciate it. And uh, once again, guys, be, you know, scary world out there, but uh, we're here to walk you through it. Mm-hmm.